The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Breathing. Welcome to Inside Out with host Beth Green. I'm your co-host for the next couple of weeks, subbing for James. My name is Helen Hillix DeSanto. Today, our topic is envy, jealousy, and competition. Let's overcome them together. These questions seem almost funny to me of, have you ever felt envy, jealousy, and competition? (laughs) Or have others ever been envious, jealous, or competitive with you? And of course, the answer is, of course you have. And of course they have. (laughs) You know, I think back on my own childhood of six kids in the family, all very close in age. And all I remember is competing, Mm -hmm. being envious, and being jealous. And, you know, Mm -hmm. all because we felt so insecure, I think, of being able to get our particular needs met. And I know that that's going to be so helpful to me to listen to this topic today because I know that all of us feel it to some degree or another. So today we're going to get real about these questions. We're going to define what envy, jealousy, and competition are. We're going to look at their origins in our psyches and our society, and we're going to acknowledge their effects on us all. And we're going to do this with lots of compassion for ourselves and others. Let's see if we can get beyond this. Let's connect and bond and see if these reactions and qualities can have less power over us. Let's together see if we can co-create a world where they become less and less prevalent. Can you imagine it? I can imagine it. Mm-hmm. So call us and email us your questions and share with us how you have been hurt by envy, jealousy, and competition, and how you have done it yourselves to others. Take it away, Beth. Thank you so much, Helen. Well, first of all, I'd love to welcome you to Inside Out. Uh, you've been a great guest. You've been a great caller, and now you're going to. Be, you already are a great co-host. And uh, I want to tell you, everybody, that the reason that James is not uh, co-hosting with me these uh, next three weeks is that he's recovering from retina surgery. However, he is here. We're just trying to, uh, you know, not pressure him into reading or sitting in the wrong position. He's supposed to have his head down a lot and so on. Uh, but James is going to be with us today to throw in his two cents. James, would you like to say hi? Hello, everybody, from my recovery massage table. <laughs> <laughs> so I can listen in and chime in as appropriate. Well, the first question, of course, is obvious, is are you envying jealous or feeling competitive with Helen because she's doing your job? All of the above. (laughs) 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 I I, I feel uh, already, you know, uh, 
course, I've always been envious of you with all your talents and stuff, but now I'm envious of Helen being in this role. And I noticed you did a wonderful job doing the intro, so that makes me competitive. Because, oh my God, <laughs> i got to up my game or do something. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. It's so funny that you're saying that, James, because when I was taking notes and you know trying to prepare myself to do the intro, I was thinking, James does such a nice job of it, and he's got that slow, beautiful, mellow voice, which I don't have, and so I was feeling the same way prior to the fact. Yeah, wow. We're all so ridiculous. Yeah. Aren't we, though? Guilty as charged. Well, I'd like to start out with defining uh, envy, jealousy, and competition because some of these words are used interchangeably. So let's, t- uh, let's just get a little bit of an agreement here about what we're talking about. And then, unless I'm interrupted by one of my competitive co-hosts, uh, I would like to talk a little bit about the social aspect of this. The societal is what I mean by that, by social. So here's, this is how I see it. Envy is when you want something that someone else has. For instance, I envy James, James, his beautiful voice. Uh, James could say, I envy Helen, her natural, you know, ability to relate. Um, and so these are qualities that we envy in each other. We can also envy each other's objects. Objects like husbands or wives or girlfriends or children. We can envy people. <laughs> we want theirs. <laughs> we can also envy someone, their success. Uh, their house, their car, uh, their good looks. I mean, God knows. I mean, there's no end to the things that we can envy someone else for, that we wish we had what they had. So everybody just take a moment and ask yourself, come on, come on, honestly. Just think of one person who has something that you envy. Are you asking us? Yeah, well, I'm just asking you to think about it for a minute because then I want to go on to the other two. So just just think about it for a second. And this is the whole, I'm asking the whole audience to think about it. Okay. Okay. So, but thank you for asking. Okay. The next thing is jealousy. Sometimes people use the word jealous when they mean envious. Um, so I'm using that the words differently just so that we know what we're talking about. Jealousy has to do with I have something and I don't want to share it. For instance, if I'm jealous of my husband, it means I want to keep him for myself. I don't want to share my husband, especially with other women, right? So that's kind of the origin of jealousy. I'm keeping a jealous eye on what I have. So I could be guarding my money jealously, except I wouldn't be. Uh, but <laughs> you have to have it to guard it jealously. But I, that's or, uh, there is people, so there is objects, so there's relationships. There are so many things that we have that we don't want to share. And um, especially around people, we don't want them to be putting their love and attention on anybody else. So think about anybody that you're jealous of meaning not that you're envying them, but that you're jealous of them. You want to keep them all for yourself. Oh, yeah. Okay, and finally, competition. 
Well, competition is a little bit different from the other two, uh, but it still has a real similarity, which is what we're competing is we're comparing ourselves to someone else. Everything is on a scale of competition. I'm the first, I'm the last, I'm dip, dip. You know, how do I compare to you? And I want to be usually better. I want to be better than everybody, but if I can't be better than everybody, at least I can be better of somebody. <laughs> so, so I want to be better than somebody in something. So there's competition. Competing for a position. We're fighting for a position in a hierarchy of our creation or a creation of the world. So in a way, it's an envy. I want that position. So you see there is a connection. So think about who you tend to compete with. Now, I realize that each one of us has also been the, uh, the victim of envy, competition, and jealousy. In fact, sometimes it's astonishing to us because we can't believe somebody is envying us or they jealously want us. Well, we don't think very highly of ourselves, and so many of us don't, even though we puff ourselves up, which reminds me, by the way, if you didn't listen to our show last week, it was great even if I say so myself. It was about confidence and ego and what's the difference, the delicious difference between confidence and ego. Well, many of us have a lot of ego puff, but very few of us have any real confidence. And so uh, part of what happens is when somebody envies us or is jealous of us, wants our time and attention, we may not even notice it because we think so little of ourselves. How could anybody feel that way about us? We may notice when people are competing with us, but uh, then again, we may not. So we can allow ourselves just a minute now to think about some of the people who have uh, been envious of us, uh, been jealous of us, holding, try to hold on to us, or competing with us. Ah. Does everybody have a full dance card? Did everybody think of somebody in each category? If not, you're kidding yourself. So <laughs> anyway, I mean, people, you can be deathly sick and your husband loves you and is caretaking you and somebody is going to envy you and you're going to think, oh my God, how could anybody want my life? Well, they don't, but the, what they want is that devotion from that guy or that you're collecting money from the government and you don't have to work. I mean, even the people, Some, I'm sure you can think of somebody, even in prison, well, they don't have to worry about making a living. I mean, there's always something we can create, right? <laughs> okay, but now before we get into everybody's dirty laundry, which I do intend for us to get into because that's the fun of Inside Out, isn't it? I would like to talk about these three qualities and how, in a way, they create an infrastructure of our whole world. Now, when we're kids, envy, jealousy, and competition are, in some ways, disapproved of. They're embarrassing for a parent. For instance, your little kid goes over and snags the toy from Johnny, 
Well, that's embarrassing, isn't it? That says, what kind of a parent are you that you can't control your child, that you, you haven't disciplined your child or taught your child to be gracious? So when you're a kid and you're envying the toy of Johnny or your brother or sister or somebody else, um, or you're envying somebody because they have his brother and sister and you don't, uh, the parents are very disapproving. So we already know that envy is a bad thing from a very early age, right? However, we're going to see how envy is very much a part of our culture. But we'll come to that in a minute because we learned from childhood that we're supposed to uh, stuff it. Uh, Now, jealousy is the same thing. The kid wants mommy or daddy. And that's really upsetting. That's jealousy, right? I'm jealous of mom's time. I'm jealous of dad's time. Or I want my older sister's time. Well, that is not approved of either because mom says, oh, my God, I just can't get away from little George. Yeah, he just wants me all the time. I have no life of my own. Bad little George, not good. Or mom or dad, the spouse, the mate of the parent, may feel really angry at little George because little George is competing with him or her for mom's affection. Oh, my God, who hasn't lived through that, right? So one more time, jealousy is very, very disapproved of as we're growing up doesn't go away, but it's disapproved of. Another source of shame. Now, competition is kind of interesting because in our childhoods, most of us have approved competition and disapproved competition. When you are in Little League, you are supposed to compete. You're supposed to compete in that spelling bee. You're supposed to be as you know, the top kid in the class, if possible, or the best pianist, or the whatever you can be, or the nicest, right? Um, so in, in a way, competition is encouraged unless it's inconvenient to the parent. If it's inconvenient to the parent for you to be competing with your brothers or your sisters, they don't like it. Oh, yeah, that can look like mean. Oh, you're being mean to your little sister, because you're, you know, you're proving how much better you are. Uh, well, then it's disapproved of. So let's give that mind warp a thought. So here we have three qualities that we all have, we all had as children, and which were in various ways disapproved of, or somewhat disapproved of, and somewhat supported. Now, do you want to hear how confusing this really gets? Because, okay... Let's say we're little kids and we we have to learn that to get mommy's approval, we have to start hiding that competition or hiding that jealousy or hiding that envy or overcoming it. Those are all egoic reactions, by the way, but I don't think we'll get into that too much today. So we're supposed to be hiding the fact that we have this. But now look at the foundation of our society. I can't speak of every society in the world because I don't know every society in the world, but I sure know a bunch of them. And so much of our world is based on envy, competition, and jealousy. Now I'm going to give you an example. Madison Avenue, as they used to call it, advertising. So you have this really handsome guy getting into this, I don't know what's a fancy car these days. It used to be an MG. I don't know what kind of car it is now. Uh, Anyway, and you're supposed to envy this guy 
you're salivating. It's not just you want the MG. You want his body. You want his physique. You want that look. You want the sophistication. You want the money. You want his money. You want his power. He, you want his prestige. And so you go out and buy whatever it is that he's drinking or he's smoking or he's wearing. That's utilizing envy for the purpose of selling products. Now, ain't that the truth? And here's another thing um, where we are uh, supposed to be competitive because when it's for the benefit of the team, you're supposed to go out there and compete your little heart out. Uh, even if you're going to have a physical collapse, injure yourself playing a game or whatever. I mean, we see this in competitive sports. But it's so true of other things also. If uh, we're encouraged to be competitive, if, uh, if, if we're going to win something, our parents love that we practice eight hours a day, whether or not it's really good for us. And that's true in our world in general. We've got competition for power, for resources. Uh, somebody said to me the other day, I was really against the invasion of Iraq too, for those of you who are young, old enough to remember that we invaded Iraq. And he said, it's not because I don't think we have a right to invade Iraq, but it was because uh, if we were going to do it, we should admit that we did it for oil. Well, isn't that interesting? In other words, what? and I'm not saying he's a good guy, he's a bad guy, or I'm not judging him. I'm just saying that built into that is the idea that we have a right to compete for resources and that we should get them. And so nationally, we are encouraged. So it's not just the teams, it's our community, it's our families. Our families are encouraged to compete with other families. Oh, yeah. We do get that Christmas spirit every once in a while, right? We're supposed to give to the poor or, or be nice to other people. But when it comes right down to it, we're supposed to put our family first, try to get into the higher position, put our land first, manifest destiny. It's the American way. We have a right to all the land around us, and we'll take down anybody who gets in the way because we are p- competing. So now I ask you, if we have this from childhood, it's a natural part of our natures, and, uh, which I, I might explain another time, but it's a part of our natures. We see it as children. And if it's really reinforced over and over and over and over and over in our societies, how the heck are we supposed to overcome competition, jealousy, and envy? Well, that's the question I'm throwing out to you, and I want you to be thinking about how we have been hurt and how we have hurt others with these qualities. So, don't go away. But during our commercial break, put on your thinking caps. Think about what I'm saying and we'll take it away. But right now, we're going to go to commercial break. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, 
her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back. We're talking about envy, jealousy, and competition. And I did not have a chance to give an example of how society manipulates us through envy, uh, through jealousy. But Helen would like to share something now. Well, I just remember... (laughs) She's so humble because she gave me the idea 25 years ago, but now she's giving me the opportunity. She's trying to show, I'm sure, how she's not envious, jealous, or competitive. That would be me. <laughs> and, and, you're, and you are one of the least of all those three that I know. Anyway, she remind, I reminded her that about 25 years ago, I was married to someone that I was very unhappily married to who had an affair with somebody else. And it enraged me and made me very jealous of wanting to keep that husband. And she reminded me, you know, you don't want him anyway. You should be kissing, you should be kissing her feet. And, it, you know, it makes me so laugh now because I was definitely using jealousy to try to make myself want someone that I didn't want. And I've seen that over and over again, is that people will be in unhappy relationships. But if somebody else wants that guy or woman, all of a sudden, they become more valuable. That is so true. And in addition to that, I I would add that I noticed this about myself, that I tried to make myself jealous in order to stay in a relationship because I was too chicken shit to leave. Very good. And so that was the real thing is that I messed with myself. But see, you're reminding me of that was so supportive because uh, this happens in work situations too. We're talking about how envy, jealousy, and competition make the world go round. Um, we are threatened about jobs. Many companies really keep their employees insecure so that they will protect their jobs. And if they're protecting their jobs then they're going to overwork or they're going to be uh, competing with uh, their fellow workers. So using jealousy, jealously guarding what we have and not wanting to share it and uh, jealously guarding our position can be used to manipulate us to do more for less. So isn't that interesting? So what I'd like to know is how have you been envious, jealous, or competitive, and what was the damage? So do either of my co-hosts want to share? 
Yes, I'd be happy to share. Well, my whole trifecta uh, came to you, Beth. Uh, <laughs> you are the person that I'm envious of because you have all these talents and abilities that I wish I had. Um, on the other hand, I wouldn't want to take on your physical disabilities <laughs> as part of the trade. So I, I just want the dessert, but not the, uh, the, the <laughs> celery stick, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, and of course, jealous. Uh, I, I'm jealous of your time and jealous of, uh, you know, when you're talking to other people. You've seen it come up uh, yeah, a right. number of times. Somebody would be on the phone with you a long time says, well, wait a minute. I want her to be with me, you know. Uh, yeah, I am that, James. I am that. I have the same thing. Yeah. I don't like it when I have to share you with anybody else either. Uh, but, of course, the <laughs> biggest thing has been competition. When you and I first came together, I was a spiritual teacher wannabe, and uh, we started uh, co-teaching some things. And over time, it became very clear that you were way more gifted as a communicator and with your wisdom and all of this. Uh, and nonetheless, I kept competing in whatever ways I could, like getting uh, upset or angry at how this went or that went, that I had a better idea, that sort of thing, uh, usually trumped up. <laughs> <laughs> so so, the, so the, and the competition just uh, pervaded our relationship, but it's gotten less and less and less over time because uh, that tends to uh, block the love. And so yes. you notice it when it's going on and we address it. And so we usually work through it. You know, I love the fact that you're doing this, James, because James is upside down on a, not upside down, but face side down on a massage table. Otherwise, upside down would sound like he's hanging by his feet <laughs> on a massage table, and uh, he's still participating, and I love that spirit that James has. Uh, there it is. Um, so, um, well, how, what do you think, you talked about the loss of love. Uh, is there any other cost how else does it hurt, do you think? Well, if I'm distracted about competing with you, I'm less happy. I'm less in my own well-being. Uh, I'm less cultivating me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, 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 what do I want to do? How, how do I want to be? What do I want to be in a moment as opposed to being busy competing with you? That is so profoundly true and such an important thing that if we allow ourselves to be dominated by envy, jealousy, or competition, we are really not being connected to ourselves and what we need at the moment. And we lose the connection with the other person. And we lose the connection to the other person. So we lose it all. Yeah, we do. (sighs) Um, James, is there some other way in which you see it as being hurtful? Well, of course, it... uh it not only means that uh, I'm disconnected from you while I'm being competitive and envious and jealous, but that uh, you're more isolated, alone, less supported, uh, all of that. That's very hurtful to you as well. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when when I see it in others in such a stark way, it really makes me think about myself because I think that, for me, the biggest thing has been um, envying other people their success. I don't compete with them in the sense that I'm not trying to be more Deepak Chopra than Deepak Chopra or any of those things. I don't want to be any different from myself. I'm, I'm okay with who I am, but I have definitely envied people their success. They're bigger audiences. They're more emphasis, they're, uh, not emphasis, um, 
impact that they're having on the, the community, uh, all that stuff. And of course, I could say that it's all very virtuous because I'm only doing that because I really want to help people. You know, and there's some truth to that, but there's also, you know, this piece of just wanting that. And that's really all I believe that I've ever wanted that other people have. I mean, I haven't wanted people's material possessions. Um, I have, but I have wanted, and I don't want their success, but I want a level of success that's like theirs. So that's something that I've worked on very, very hard over the last few years. Because especially being the object of envy uh, and competition, it's so apparent to me how damaging it is. And I think about all those people that I'm sending out negative energy towards without meaning to. It's not that I go and say, oh, so-and-so uh, is more successful than I am, and I'm going to send them out negative energy to tear them down and make them you know, uh, get holes in their heads and have their feet fall off. It, it's not it's so obvious in that way, but... Just thinking, right, why does she have that? Or why has, how could she have that much? You know, and why? You know, that is a negative energy and it's wafting off me towards them. So I think, oh my God, if people really do have that much of a following and are that much in the public eye, my God, how much negative energy is coming towards them and how much jealousy? How much if you're like a real a public figure or you're a rock star or whatever it is and people want you, how much jealousy are you also experiencing, not only envy and competition, but jealousy of I want you for myself and I'm not going to want you to have a relationship with that other person who's, you know, you, I read in the Hollywood whatever it is that you know, Angela is going out with George or whatever and and she's my favorite, and so all that stuff. Think about the negative energy. And when I think about that, guys, I am so grateful that I don't have the success of the people that I envy. Because along with their success, I would have to take more energy, ener- energy, uh, more envy, jealousy, and competition. So that's my story. Helen, what about you? Well, you know comes up with the phrase of, you know, who have I been envious of? You know, let me count the ways, let me count the people. I mean, I, you're, you're someone, of course, that I've been envious of. And I, when you were talking, when James was talking about that same fact, I was thinking that he mentioned this pretty much, but the, that I don't appreciate myself when I'm envying you. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I don't focus on myself or don't focus on developing my gifts or whatever, but it's that I don't appreciate who I am and what I have if I'm envious of you or anybody else. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest pain to me, along with what you both said about how much it hurts the other person who's being yes. envied. Yes. But it's that, you know, I don't, I'm not enjoying my own life at all or the gifts that I do have. And it's it's so painful because it's so easy to see then other people who are envying me and the pain of that Yeah. on the other side it, because people do envy me also. So it's, yeah. you know, it's every direction and painful to all parties. It is. 
You know, I'm noticing that we're not being inundated with phone calls today. Are you noticing that? I am. I wonder why. Maybe we lost our entire audience in the last week. But if not, there must be somebody out there who wants to talk about themselves and has something to share or something to ask. Because um, we are going to, you know, in a couple of minutes, not yet, we're going to be going to our final break. And then we're going to want to talk more and more about what it is that we can do to change ourselves uh, especially in face of the fact that this is so much of a collective problem. But I, I'd love to underline what both Helen and James have said. This is so painful because it's based on a lack of appreciation for who we are and what we have. And that's not our fault either because we live in a world where people are praised or not praised. It's like, oh, why can't you be as nice as your sister? Or, gee, your sister is prettier than you. Or, why can't you be as helpful as your brother? Or, how come your grades aren't as good as your cousin? And just from the earliest age, I mean, we, I just heard this really sad story. I mean, it's like a very normal story, but someone who's been helping us out during James' uh, recovery, because he's usually my caretaker, and the caretaker needs a caretaker, and it's not me, right? So um, she's just a lovely, lovely, nurturing and giving woman, and she was sharing how she was treated abusively for being dyslexic. And, um, you know, in those days, it was perfectly acceptable to beat your children. Now, we still beat our children, but it's just, it's just not as acceptable. <laughs> you know, it comes out. We either beat them verbally or uh, we let them beat us up. So there's still beating going on. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who can't help themselves. Uh, you know, their rage will come up. But it, it's kind of a sad story. So what happens is that, you know, she's com- being compared to someone else, a sibling or in this case, the parent who had no difficulty with the kinds of things that she was having difficulty with. So it's so painful to see how we are shamed and blamed and pained for not measuring up to the standard of someone else. Even the standard of don't be competitive or don't be envious or don't be jealous. You know, if you're, if you're being all of those things, you're a bad boy or a bad girl. And you're not as good as this, you know, the Dalai Lama uh, or some other Sri Vajababa or whoever it is you're comparing yourself to. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's so we have been, we, these, these things have been used against us. And naturally, we are defensive. We're trying to prove our worth. And that's what the ego does. Uh, the ego is there to get our needs met and... It does so by proving our value. And how are we going to prove our value except by being better than somebody else? So it's, you know, it's like a, a, you know, um, something which has no answer because, in fact, we were talking about how it's the foundation of our economy. I mean, what would happen if we all stopped competing and stopped thinking that we all needed everything that we don't need and actually looked at what we did need? And supposing we stopped competing and said, okay, I'm going to run this race just to uh, to do it in a way that's healthy for me, or I'm going to cultivate those qualities that seem to be the most important for me. So um, 
what would happen and uh, how much of a yoke we would have to throw off of how we have already been programmed to be this way just purely out of self-defense. We have a caller. We just we have a couple minutes before break, so let's bring on Elizabeth from Fallbrook and let's at least get started. Hi. By the way, by, by the way, Beth, there are two callers. There's Christine from San Diego also. Just oh. to notice that. I'm glad just, you just told about. me it's 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 not on my thing, so I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my sure. god. We have two. Okay, I apologize. Could we start with Christine because she called first and Elizabeth, please hang in there. I'll, I, I've had to multitask at work, so I haven't heard the whole conversation. I just heard you say we don't have any callers, and if you'd like to call in and talk about yourself. <laughs> um, but I did hear the part where, at the very beginning, where you were saying, you know, think of someone that you're envious of, someone you're jealous of, and someone you're competitive with. Yes. And um, all roads pointed to my husband. Ah, uh. And um, although when I started to look at what I'm envious of, I actually started to question it. It's kind of like um, you're saying people might be envious of you, but they don't want your life, your disability. Yeah. Um, Because it seems to me, at least, like he has a lot more freedom and flexibility in Mm. his days. And I just feel like my nose is to the grindstone. I'm constantly working. Um, and I'm sure he's working too, but um, it seems like he has more freedom than I do. And um, like just opportunity to go and pick up the kids, et cetera. Um, but as I started thinking about that, I remember that I don't like picking up the kids. <laughs> 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 we did have a time when I was part-time and he was full-time and I, <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> Right. But it's funny how our minds, you know, go there. It's something that I can just, you know, build a story around how he has more than I do. And then jealous of, um, yes, just jealous of his attention. Um, I don't want him working on other things when he is working um, because I would really prefer to be the object of his attention and his energy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then, right? I mean, that's just obvious. And then, as it should be, and then, um, in terms of competition, um, I think that we probably both grew up in homes where the person that's the most good gets the most benefits and rewards and the least punishment. Mm-hmm. So we definitely have a competition. We're constantly like positioning ourselves as the good one, whether it's the good spouse or the good parent. Yeah. And depositioning the other person as the bad one. Yes. And the other day I had a come to Jesus conversation with the kids, with my husband there. Mm -hmm. And I just really like laid down the law. And I was the quote unquote bad one. Yes. And he was so happy. Yes. He was so relieved. (laughs) He started changing. His behavior started changing. Yes. Uh, I think he felt he had to compensate my, for my, um, um, being, you know, too lax, um, you know, with being more stern. And as soon as I stepped up and was really firm, um, he just could relax a bit himself. I love that. And I'd like to share also that when you're competing with him to be the beloved parent, mm-hmm. you're, then he's going to be feeling angry because he's going to feel that the kids are going to favor him. And then he's going to be getting 
angry at the kids for favoring. I mean, favor her Mm -hmm. for favoring you. Mm -hmm. So we have got to go to break, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. But um, if you feel complete, uh, I want to thank you for calling. You feel complete. Thank you. That was a great call. And Elizabeth will get to you when we come back. Don't go away. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi there. Welcome back to Inside Out. Today, we're talking about envy, jealousy, and competition. And the damage it does and what we can do about it. Right now, we've been talking mostly about what it is, where it comes from, how it's reinforced in society, even though we're ashamed, and uh, how much damage it causes. We have another caller, which is Elizabeth from uh, San Diego. Oops, we have another caller after that. So, okay, Elizabeth. Hi, uh, Beth, James, and Helen. Afternoon. Hi um, there. <laughs> hi. Gosh, I'm not exactly sure what area to go into. Um, you know, there's so many people in my life where I feel all of these things. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just the realization of how, you know, just how definitely this is so ingrained. And yes. I wouldn't say appalling, but it's just like, oh my God. And it's like when you first get a realization of something, it's like hitting me like a wall mm-hmm. and stopping me in my tracks. And it's like, when do I not do this? Mm. You know, who do I not do it with? Even my own self, you know, as far as competing or things of that nature. So that's an aspect that's really hitting me in this moment on this call. And it's like, okay, what can we do? That's where I want to go. I love that. I, you know, this is so exciting to me and reinforcing because 
the realization is the first step, isn't it? And yeah. so, so many of us are in denial about this. We may <laughs> say, oh, she's, you know, so envious of me or whatever it is, but, she, but we may not see it so much in ourselves. So I'm very encouraged. And I would say that you've taken the first step towards overcoming it. And I'm hoping that we can, uh, in a little while, that we're going to be able to start to do something, you know, I think, to get to that healing part. So I really want to thank you so much for calling, Elizabeth, and sharing... Oh you know, how you feel and, uh, uh, and, and reminding us that that first, that is the first step mm, is the, great. is, is the recognition. Thank you. And Thank now you. I, I'd like to call on, on Erica who is called in as well. And then after that, maybe we'll start talking about what we can do about it. Unless Erica, you're going to talk about that. Hi, Erica. Welcome to Inside Hi. Out. Oh, well, first of all, I can really relate to the last two callers. Well, I can relate to the whole show, but um, <laughs> oh, competing with my husband for the affection of my kids. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> I think I could throw up right now and not stop for a while. You know? <laughs> and, and especially uh, with Elizabeth, you know, when you start looking, you can't help but see it everywhere. Yeah. And, and what I was noticing was uh, perhaps something connected to childhood where being the youngest in the family and having the brothers competing with you, especially since I'm the girl, but you start to get this sense like, oh, there's some value here, you know? So I really kind of caught on to the whole idea of, well, if I can be of value, then I really have an end. Yeah. That's all I need. So... Uh, unfortunately, it really puts a, a negative energy on a very positive thing. Of course, we want to be of value. We want to be helpful. You know, that's the way we need to be in society. But when you are doing it for an edge, it, mm-hmm. it just taints the whole thing. So mm-hmm. um, it's very humbling to start looking and seeing, well, what is connected to this, you know, this tendency to be like this and Mm-hmm. Whether it's negative or positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. So that's what I have today. Thank you so much. That that was great, Erica. Thanks so much for calling. Well, oh, th- I I would like to say a few things uh, about how we can start turning this around. Well, the first thing is, of course, as the last two callers have just uh, demonstrated. Coming to awareness of our own behavior is always crucial. If we're in denial about what we're doing, we'll never be able to do anything about it. And so I want to thank everyone who has called and who has shared honestly, as well as my two co-hosts who have been so honest as well. And so that creates a sense of safety here. And what we're trying to do on Inside Out is to make it safe to be real. And this show, we're doing it. Now, the next thing is... Following up on what was said earlier is how do we come into appreciation of our lives? I had a funny thought uh, uh, last night. Uh, I, I was remembering a, a, a little story that I heard when I was young, which was if everybody took their troubles and hung them on the branch of a tree so that they could drop them, and then they could come back and pick up whatever batch of troubles and life, we have to have include the whole life, 
that they wanted, they'd come back and pick up their own. Now, that sounds so counterintuitive. Since we're so envious and jealous and competitive, you would think that that would not be true. But I think there is so much truth to that story because there's something we like about being ourselves. Now, here's this, uh, this, I know this may sound ridiculous or kind of wild, but there is some essence of self-love that we all carry within us. Something about, I love me, I love who I am, I love my consciousness. I mean, just think about being somebody different. Let's say you envy somebody. Think of anybody that you envy. Anybody. Pick a name out of the hat. Now, imagine that you are them, not just the good stuff. See, Christine really nailed it when she talked about her relationship with her husband, that there was a time when she actually lived some of the life that he is living now, that she envies now, but she didn't really want it at that time. (laughs) She was frustrated because she really wanted to do, quote, more with her life than just go and pick up kids, right? See, then she could envy him going out there and being in the corporate world. So um, you think about that. That was a great comment because it makes us realize that we are what we're that we are um, looking at things as though we could just take one piece of it but we couldn't but we don't have to take the rest oh yes today maybe I don't want to have to go to those meetings I'd rather get in the car to pick up my kids but every day Oh, wait a minute. I don't want to have to get up now. I can't keep my kids waiting. I can't sit here and read this book. I can't complete this phone call. I mean, who is more dominated than the parent who's really dominated by the needs of the children? And so it looks like freedom for the moment. But then when you think about the totality of it, it isn't what, it's not the part. It isn't just that part that we think is so great. We can't just envy that part. So when I say you pick up that bundle of troubles and take it back. Well, I'm thinking that the only reason I would be willing to pick up my bundle of troubles is that I don't particularly like anybody's bundle of troubles. And by the way, having been a counselor for over 30 years, I have heard about people's lives. You know, people that you meet, you think, oh, well, that's a normal person. And then you discover these awful things about their lives and their childhoods. And you just wonder how the human race keeps breathing from one day to the next. And So you have to take their history, you have to take their pain, they have to take their future, you have to take their relationships, you have to take everything that goes with that package. I don't want that. I don't want that life. It's I want to go back to what I was saying before about envying people their success. Um, I had a client once who was well-known because she was on television, and people recognized her. And I thought, oh my God, I'd never have another moment of peace. Just imagine being Greta Garbo. Well, if you're of a generation that you know who Greta Garbo is, who I don't know who are the stars of today, but it's always the same. Imagine being somebody, Michael Jackson, whatever, all the people who wanted something from him, envied his position, wanted his money, wanted his attention, wanted something from him, and he lost his anonymity. When we think deeply on the reality of other people's lives, we begin to realize that we're envying aspects, but we don't really envy them. 
We And those of us who still think that we do envy them don't know enough about their lives to realize the pain they're in. I, I remember so clearly working with extremely beautiful women who felt terribly insecure. They felt terribly insecure about their looks, oddly enough. They always had to keep themselves looking perfect. It takes a lot of work. I think I read this line from, or I heard this line from Marilyn Monroe, is it takes a lot of work to look like Marilyn Monroe. Uh, well, geez, I get up in the morning and, you know, it's a great day if I've, you know, mussed up my hair a little bit and brushed my teeth. That's it. You know, I don't want to have to spend the, my time looking a certain way. And I don't have to. And people who have different lives, you know, there's so much that the pressure that they have. And these women with this beauty, they were obsessed with the fear that they were going to lose it. It's. You know, you can be very famous and then you have to worry about your next hit. Uh, you have to worry about the up-and-coming rock band that, you know, that, oh, you were, oh, you're the one. Oh, yeah, you were great in the 80s. <laughs> and that's a reality. So if we think about it, we're really, we're really just envying elements and we're not looking deeply into the lives of others. And if we did the same thing of looking deeply into our lives, maybe we would see on balance what we do have, the qualities that we have, the love that we do have, and the potential that we have. But mostly, it's the me. It's me. It's my consciousness is me. I can't imagine thinking differently, being a different person, and wanting that, I I wouldn't recognize myself. Am I being clear, guys, co-hosts? Yeah, it sounds great. Yes, absolutely. I think that is the antidote. That is the antidote, to be grateful for who we are, what we have, and cultivate that. And And cultivate. cultivate. And and give it value. Whatever it is, give it value. I know that when someone is in trouble or in pain or very disabled and they're angry and they're putting out that envy, jealousy, energy, you don't want to be near them. But that same person can have all those same disabilities and they put out a sweet smile and you just want to love them. And that's true for us. Every one of us. If we can but start to appreciate our qualities, and we'll spend a lot more time on this over the next years that we're together on Inside Out, you know, how to do that. But if we could just cultivate that self-love and the appreciation for the qualities we have and just smile, we would begin to attract the very thing we think we're looking for through envy, jealousy, and competition. What we really want is love and validation. When we are relaxed and happy and receptive People will give us love and validation, and we will start receiving the very thing that we think we need to compete for. So, yes, there is a lot of programming we have to overcome. And, yes, I'd like you to think about this all week till our next show uh, about how – Yes, very quickly. If we we really believe in the oneness, your success is my success. That's right. 
That is very true. But I also would like everybody to think about this in the next week, how you were trained to be envious, competitive, and jealous, why you're like that. Remember what Helen says, that we are one anyway, and see if we can't cultivate a little bit more self-appreciation and see if we can't actually get the very thing we're looking for. Helen, we have almost no time. Tell us what we're doing next week. Of course, next week we're talking about turning loss into gain without lying, pretending, or rationalizing. Let's do it. And it's all about the fact that we all suffer losses, and especially as we're aging, we feel like we're losing more than we're gaining, and how can we feel that we are gaining something from every loss without lying to ourselves? Right. Be there. Yeah, or be square. That's right. Thank you so much. Gotta go. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.